Hello and welcome to another episode of InsureTech Business Series. First of, I mean, want to say thank you to all our listeners from around the world. You guys have been great, and today we are having another uh, amazing uh, session. And I'm not alone. Uh, you know, as you know, my name is Damola Oloko. Yes. And my name is so how are you doing for me? Uh, the guest that we are having today. What are you looking at? Oh, is I've gone to his profile and he's a man packs with a lot of ins- um, experience in the insurance industry. I've seen, even though he had gone out of the industry at some point, but I've seen that he knows his onions. You know, um, having to have worked as um, a strategy person, a corporate in all in different insurance um, um, companies, I know that yes, I'm excited about what I'm about to hear today. It's going to be very, very, very educative and intriguing. I can guarantee. Yeah, and so I can guarantee uh, we're that. going to be having Mr. Ikerete Olagamikon. He is an administrator, a business thinker, consumer advocate, digital native, economist. A financial advisor and a giver. I mean, those, that's what his, his LinkedIn says. And I, um, I've, I've known him for, for, a, for a while and I follow him online. He's very active on, on LinkedIn and on Twitter and talks about, uh, the ins- yes, insurance. So it's going to be interesting to hear his point of view and, uh, how, you know, we can move forward, you know, especially with COVID-19 and, you know, looking at the opportunities that there are for the industry. So, so yeah, I'm looking forward to, to the conversation as well. And, uh, without further ado, you know, would join him up, uh, after the short break. Thank you. And welcome to in uh, short tech business series we just want to start off with you so tell us who is Ekerete Olaga Mikon and what motivates him okay um thanks so much Damala I'm happy to be here and indeed uh, feel privileged to be on uh, this global platform you've created so let me first of all commend you and then uh, tell you that Ekerete Olaga Mikon is a consultant on insurance and entrepreneurship. And I graduated with uh, an economics degree from the University of Calabar in 1988. Became a member of the Nigeria Institute of Management in 2003 and a certified process manager in 2010 and an associate of the Risk Management Society in 2019. I started my insurance experience, my insurance experience uh, with Leadway Assurance in 1990. After Leadway, I went on to Mutual Benefits to as a pioneer staff. Uh, that was in 1995. And have um, worked with a couple of other insurance uh, companies, Central Insurance, um, First Chartered Insurance, Cornerstone Insurance, Capital Express, Guinea Insurance, you know, so it, it's mm-hmm. it's been it's been a, a, a that's why I call it an experience. I've seen the wow. I've seen the good, I've seen mm. the bad and the ugly side of insurance business. <laughs> oh, <wow>. And <laughs> and uh, there is no broker that I haven't come into uh, contact with in in, in 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 Nigeria. The insurance industry has been has been left far behind. 
you know so what's what's my passion my passion is to really see as many nigerians as possible adopt insurance as a lifestyle uh because it's it's a shame when people go through pain go through things and then you look at it and you, you simply feel oh uh, insurance could have helped this situation you know we see great nigerian actors you know, actresses we see great nigerian stars in sports and other aspects of our lives you know struggling through life after they have excited all of us and then you wonder what happened how come nobody saw they need to put insurance in place for these wonderful people so it's still happening today that we all have to go cap in hand you know practically begging for contributions to save the lives of these people something that you know should actually not happen if insurance mm. has been adopted as 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 a lifestyle uh, it's quite interesting to to hear you speak and about your experience i mean working with lidway i mean lidway being one of the biggest insurance companies at the moment and also um, mutual benefits uh, who are very big at uh, retail life products so, oh yeah um, yeah so what do you think the future holds for the insurance industry okay so i think the future is uh, very bright for the industry uh, but i will tell you uh, the future as kind of always been bright for insurance in Nigeria. When we talk about potentials in the insurance uh, in the in in Nigeria, insurance has got huge potential and it's been that way in the last uh decade or two. Interestingly, the industry players to my mind don't seem to be going for the opportunities. You know, whenever the discussion comes up about what can we do? Everyone begins to talk about what government should do. Everyone begins to talk about what the other one should do. But hey, today, thanks to technology, we are seeing the need to build, you know, collaborative platforms where we can bring people in and really have the opportunity of letting them know what insurance can can do for them. The the the, the spirit to therefore engage is still lacking, and that's why right. I am on a personal campaign to say, look. We don't have to wait to be called. We've got to mm. engage. Let's mm. go out there and extend a hand to those that need help. And they will always remember who helped them and respond to what you need them to do. In this case, insurance. You see, insurance is is, is struggling in, in Nigeria, to my mind, because, I mean, how can we be talking about two years ago, 2008 the entire industry made 417 billion naira all right in gross written premium that is what four leading banks declared as their profit after tax <laughs> so you begin to see the work that needs to be done and that's why i'm i'm saying to us in the business of insurance that let's stop struggling and let people who have certain things that we are looking for work with us so that we can move this thing forward 0.3% contribution to gdp is unacceptable it's unacceptable you know insurance can certainly do more than this and i'm answering the question of how how every day i'm giving the answer of one word and that's collaboration. I was going to uh, poke your mind as regards um, collaboration. 
COVID-19 has come and actually just giving us a reality check, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so how how do you think that uh, technology can actually help, you know, in terms of that collaboration? Because the industry has been here before and collaboration is really not a new word. Okay, so so uh, l- let me say it this way. Like you've also uh, mentioned, uh, the industry has been here, technology has been here, collaboration has been here. However, um, the industry has only been increasingly investing in technology probably in the last decade, to be honest. What we've had before now has been attempts to automate the business and we haven't mm, quite okay. we haven't quite arrived there before mm. this whole you know disruptive technology came you know and and, and I, I i need to explain this this way you see we we were working in the insurance industry when we had volumes of papers to deal with you needed to see mm. us go out for meetings with clients we will practically go with the entire hard file so that oh, wow. if any question comes up, we are opening through the file to see where the issue that has been raised is. And that is what also happened with the broking business. You needed to see a broker going to a client for renewal meetings. Two people have to follow the, the lead executive who is going for that meeting with tons of files. Now, we we moved from there to a time when you could have all those files in your phone. You would also notice that even though the companies, the insurance companies were investing in technology and indeed engaging people with the knowledge and skills of technology into their organizations, they were still not out there in the, in the communication with people. So people were still having challenges with getting to relate with the insurance companies. Because as we speak today, you and I can almost name the chief executives that have one social media uh, account or the other. Now, a lot of people are, I mean, out there on the internet and all of the social media platforms doing whatever they are doing. I mean, where are the insurance guys? That is just to tell you uh, where things are. So what has happened with COVID-19, social distancing and staying at home and all of that is that it is now that a lot of people in the, in the industry are coming on board. And even when they are coming on board, some of them have actually refused to, you know, uh, expose themselves to everybody that is online because of the natural fear of I don't know what this guy will say to me I don't know this guy and hmm. things like that so, right. so this is not this is not the time to be getting familiar this is the time to do business hmm. you know so so that's where the challenge is and one who has been familiar with the terrain is and has been using it is certainly going to enjoy an advantage over over the ones who haven't been there yeah because I mean, no matter how old you have been in the industry, what has what is happening now is that it's a new terrain altogether. Mm. So, so even if you were you had done fifty years before and you were not online, you are coming online today. You will feel 
funny because you're going to meet people who have been online longer than yourself. Yes. And yes. Yeah, I mean, you probably expect them to show you some respect and they're not mm. in any mood to show you respect because there's no respect <laughs> on this platform, on this street, yes. like you say, you know? <laughs> so, so, and if you don't have that respect, you're going to feel that, oh, these guys are rude. So you're going to mm. go back. But that is the world we live in today. People do not really care what you have done, where you are coming from. They are looking for delivering the solution to me now. Do you have it? Mm. You don't have it. I move on. You know, mm. so one of the one of the challenges we, we 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 have currently is that even when people have been enlightened about insurance and told the need for insurance and they are, agree, where do they go to for insurance? So it's still a gap, and they, it's still a gap, and they, therefore an opportunity for the tech guys to then be able to provide you know this kind of um, uh, platforms that will connect people. So the platform is there for the connections to happen. The platform is there for you to bring the information that you have to them. The platform is there for you to answer to their questions and give them a wonderful experience. But we are not using it as much as we should. Because as you may have heard in insurance in Nigeria, we like to cry foul. Oh, <laughs> we were the ones doing this business some years ago. It was taken away from us. And I say, hey, we shouldn't be telling these stories anymore. You can't be telling someone you had something and it was taken away from you. And so if we're not careful, another part of what we are doing could be taken away because we are not in the right place to engage the right people and retain their friendship, relationship, however you want to put it. Why can't I buy insurance for just a trip I want to make with my car. Mm-hmm. Why can't I buy insurance for just one month? Now, before COVID-19, you could have heard that, oh no, insurance is sold for one year. But hey, you can see what's going on now. Some insurance companies are responding by saying, um, you can pay your premium now and get uh, two weeks uh, waiver. You can pay your premium your premium now and uh, you can come back and get some premium back from what you have paid. Mm. So, 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 so there, are, there are things that are happening now that were not happening before. So I'm sure very soon we are going to hear that you can do insurance for your car for only one week. I mean, right. usage, usage-based insurance is already there. Mm. And we can... You, you can enjoy this. There are all sorts of things going on which we can do right now. We don't want, we don't have to wait. Telematics mm. is there, and I'm sh- I'm happy that in the health insurance sector, a lot is going on in terms of how technology can be used. You know, to let people buy insurance and enjoy the value for their insurance. So it's no longer about um, the the old uh, approach we used to. Uh, apply in selling insurance. Oh, the law says, the law says. <laughs> it's no longer about the law says. And that's why I say people should stop talking about enforcement because, I mean, you can't enforce what you have not even identified. It is now a case of how many more customers can you bring on board who were not doing insurance before? Because, exactly. like I said earlier, for all the insurance that we have done over the years, we are still not able to do more than 1% of our 200 million population. So that's where the opportunity yes. is. 
our battle is not uh, for the ones that we already have. It's for the opportunities out there. So when you're even looking at the opportunities for even insurance companies, I mean, yeah. they should be looking wider. I like okay. the fact that you stated that um, the entire um, amount we made <laughs> in the insurance industry wasn't even up to the profit um, after tax made by some, you know, top organizations, which it's a growing concern for us. But then you also mentioned um, collaborations with, um, you know, Agritech, fintech, and all of that in that space, especially the health insurance. So I know that in recent times we have been seeing some um, collaborations between um, fintechs and insurance. We have um, companies like Ella just came up um, during yeah. COVID nineteen. We had them um, carbon with um, you know AXA Health. Yeah. So I, I wanted to ask, like, what do you think? And what is um, the prospect for increasing penetration? Do you think all of those um, upcoming fintechs will be able to, you know, provide insurance solution to our industry? The the answer is yes, and I'll tell you why. Nigeria has got a young population, and when we talk about those that make up the one percent that are currently insured, remember that. 80% of that are corporate organizations. Only 20%, in fact, less than 20% make up the individuals. And these individuals are having nightmare when it comes to claim settlement with a lot of insurance companies. So, there is the huge youth population in Nigeria that do not have insurance because whenever they approach the insurance companies with a desire to do insurance, they don't find any product that makes sense to them. And so what FinTech is doing and InsurTech, as we have realized, is to be able to create a familiar path for them to be able to, first of all, ask the questions and begin to give the companies that are serious about getting the products that will suit them to respond and begin to form the products that will suit them. I mean, if a young man says, I've got a phone that I bought for a hundred thousand naira. This phone is like my life. I do everything on it and I want insurance for it. Do you know yeah. that in the Nigerian market today is a challenge to get insurance cover for that phone? Yes. Mm. Yeah, because I mean, the insurance industry players will tell you the experience that we have had in the past about insuring phone is that uh, we don't know who, where the guy lives, the guy, ah, we show how we show. And I say, come on. In this age and time, technology has made it possible for us to be able to know your location per time. So why can't we key into such platforms and be able to monitor the movement of this guy when the guy says he lost his phone, you will know at any particular point what happened to that phone. It's possible. Mm. So, if we want to do it, we will do it. But we, the, the work we have to do is not to try to bring insurance to technology, but we have to try and bring technology to insurance. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Adebo Ale Banjo. I'm co-founder, CEO at MyCover.ai, and we are building Africa's digital insurance infrastructure. For the latest news on insurance technology in Africa, keep listening to InsurTech Business Series. 
and stay updated. Because I was going to ask, like, um, from the conversations you've been having with top executives, do you think that yeah. most of them would be open to this particular, um, you know, technology adoption or pro- product innovation, like you rightly mentioned, like gadget insurance, for instance? The issue there is that there is something that they are used to, and getting them to move from what they are used to to what we are discussing now, it's is going to be a lot of work. Now, if someone is used to doing the insurance for Shell Petroleum and he, he, he knows the in and out of that particular thing he's doing and Shell Petroleum pays him lots of money in thousands of dollars as premium, millions of dollars as premium, why would he want to break his head to move in this direction? But the, the, the issue is that if you don't attempt to fix it, technology as we know it, will sweep you off your feet. And that is not, that will not be good. Now, so what, what some of them have done, which I have noticed, is that they begin to engage tech-savvy young people into their organizations so that these ones can speak the language of the young, of the young population that we have and begin to build a, a new path for the opportunities that exist in that area. So that's why you are seeing some changes in the products offering. And that's why when we look at it, we say the channels that we should use, which exist today, some of them have not even been tested. Don't forget, if the banks have made progress with FinTech and you want to sell insurance today, using the bank assurance platform, you've got to be tech compliant, so to say, you know? And mm. so you, you, you see that where the opportunities are yeah. is where technology is. So is for those who do not want to see and follow the new opportunities, you know, that you have the issues of, oh, let's recapitalize and then let's have more money to do more of the oil business that are being taken abroad. And I'm saying, no, you've got a population that is not, you know, even enjoying insurance cover. Statistics tells us in Nigeria that we've got over 45 million micro, small and medium businesses. Believe me, these guys don't have much business with insurance. Mm. The stories that they have heard is that insurance companies don't pay claims. So, so it, it, it's, really, it's really in front of the industry to either, you know, innovate or die. Mm. Because yeah. the traditional insurance companies, you know, mm. I remember Damola, we met at that event last year where I said yeah. it has ended it's it's it's, mm-hmm. it's it's the end of it. They've seen all of it, you know. Now, if if you must know, some companies mm. will try to do retail, which requires the investment in technology, but somehow they don't have it in their DNA. They have been too used to doing brokers business. That when brokers hear that they want to invest on online platforms that will enable customers deal with them directly, 
the brokers will simply ha- all the brokers have to do is tell them i hear that you are investing they say ah no it's not like that it's not because they want to continue to enjoy the, <laughs> the, the, the friendship of the brokers mm. so sometimes it, 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 it's it's a it's a matter of what drives you is it the opportunity that drives you or the fear mm. so the fear the fear keeps you in one place but the opportunity will you know I, I i am hoping that we will be able to see a lot of collaboration between insurance brokers and insurance companies using technology because if 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 you if you may know uh, a broker may have a corporate account let's say uh, a big corporate a, a conglomerate that has 5000 employees now, right. besides the group life that mm-hmm. the broker has brought to the insurance company for those 5,000 employees, I can tell you the other personal insurance needs of those employees are done elsewhere. So, so if you have a collaboration between an insurer yes, and the yeah. broker that is managing that kind of account, it means mm. those 5,000 employees can also use that platform to do and meet their personal insurance needs. Those needs. Okay. Uh, uh, so, uh, where do you think um, the the regulator comes into play in 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 all of these things? I mean, like you rightly mentioned, uh, if uh, technology is not part of your DNA. I mean, we're having a conversation earlier um, in one of our previous episodes with the chief information officer of Tangerine Life. And he rightly mentioned, I mean, that if if technology is not part of, you know, the, the management's uh, plans, then it will not work, you know? Yeah. So, so what do you think, I mean, as Nikon is the driver of the industry, you know, so what yeah. do you think uh, Nikon's role will be in all of these things in order to see the insurance industry that we want to have? Now, thank you for that question. Nikon's role, to my mind, is to create an environment where insurance is promoted. Now, in creating that environment using technology, my expectation, which I have mentioned elsewhere, is can Nikon do the work of giving the the, the industry what I will call the benchmark? Now, Nikon, as we speak, had said to us that they would digitize all of their operations. And we are, we are hoping that COVID-19 has not disrupted that plan. Now, what, what that plan will do is, therefore, that Nikon, having become digitized, will be setting the environment, the pace for mm. other entities that are relating with them, brokers, insurance companies, agents, and everyone, to relate with them only on that basis. Mm. Now, I tell you, the number of times that CEOs of insurance companies have to travel from Lagos to Abuja to meet with Nikon mm. is, on, is something that is unthinkable before COVID-19. Now, mm. but even with COVID-19, I can tell you there have been attempts 
to sit down with Nikon, forgetting that today you can sit down with Nikon through Zoom and other platforms. All right. right. So you therefore find out that if Nikon itself does not say, don't come to me, relate with mm. me online, mm. then it has not set the industry to use technology. That's the point I'm trying to make. So okay. if if Nikon, as we also hear, is meant to do risk-based supervision, which means they are getting the information online real time, then it, it means that uh, once they do that, they will then be able to force the insurance companies to have the appropriate technology to be able to sustain that approach. So, as far as I can see, Nikon just needs to set the, the, the path and say what they expect, you know, mm. for the insurance industry to, for the insurance players to respond. But let me also remind us that in circumstances that we have seen, in other cases that we have seen, mm. it's so much that the regulator is trying to catch up with the operators. <laughs> And, and it gets to that point where the operators will now see that the regulator has caught up with them and they have to devise other means to, to survive. But in insurance, you you we seem to see everyone waiting for the regulator. And the regulator is not the one that is looking for business to grow. Right. So, so we, we should indeed have more of the uh, insurance companies Going ahead, and indeed, if you like, trying to break the rules and pay fine just to satisfy customers, then always seek to clear from the regulator. Can I go, or should I wait for you? Because, mm-hmm, because that's part of the regulator will always be behind. You will always want to be cautious. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so, so that's what you get, and that behavior, to my mind, has got to change. If it doesn't then we might just be doing the same thing and expecting a different result. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. So, uh, moving on to, I mean, the whole lockdown situation and um, COVID-19 and likes. I mean, for me personally, I see it as, as a blessing. Why? Because I've been a part of a lot of engagements, you know, about insurance in Nigeria and even outside. You know, there's been a lot of conversations, you know, handled by, you know, the FinTech NGR, CIFM, and also FITC. You know, so yeah. do you share the sentiment with me that uh, this lockdown is a blessing, you know, considering the fact that some of these conversations have, have been uh, kicked off? Or do you envisage that we might just be seeing more of the same after? Damola, the, the real question is, do we see opportunities or do we see fear? Now, mm. so for me, I have also been, been a part of some of those discussions and I have heard some very fantastic things that have been said, you know, in terms of, you know, I said to you earlier that the insurance sector in Nigeria has held a lot of potentials for decades. Mm. So, so we see a lot of potentials. But the real issue is there is someone somewhere that it will seem the whole uh, stakeholders are looking at 
for mm-hmm. action, and that's the National Insurance Commission. In one of the webinars that I participated, I remember the commissioner saying that they are ready to go and do a lot of things. How they are hoping that they will be able to change the laws guiding insurance operation in Nigeria. Now that 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 mm. that gave me a bit of concern because I have also looked at the laws. Mm. I've also looked at the laws, and I'm saying, hey. Some of the things that are in the current law, we have not even done. I mean, mm-hmm. compulsory insurance for you doing your insurance uh, for your vehicle. If you don't do it, they say fine. It's in the law. If you don't insure your public building, they say fine. It's in the law. If you don't do insurance for your health uh, pro- professionals, it's in the law. And all of that. If you don't do insurance for your marine cargo, it's in the law. They say fine. So, what is the new law going to bring that will now make us do this? Uh, but so sir, I'm, don't you I'm, think I'm that, just saying. Yes. Please go ahead. Don't you think that the amendment of the law might usher us into that um, digitized era we're looking for? I know that um, most of what we've had with Nikon has been more of enforcement on insurance industry rather than other stakeholders like clients, you know, um, customers, um, you know, the um, other other regulatory bodies as well in terms of, you know, um, um, the, I mean, um, Federal Road Safety Commission and the likes of it. But don't you think that in terms of amendments, it's going to come with all of these opportunities and adequate enforcement, judging by the fact that we even have a new commissioner in that space. Follow me. The real the re, the issue there is have you seen the amendments? Mm-hmm. If you have seen the amendments to know what is in there, then it would be nice to have that discussion about the impact it can have on other stakeholders. I had the privilege of seeing that amendment. And I can tell you one thing that is in that amendment that is significantly different from what we have now is the issue of enforcement. Mm. Whereby the commission will have um, at, at, at the very high level in the organization will have somebody in charge of enforcement. And so I'm saying like we're discussing now there is nothing digital in that amendment Hmm. because that amendment that we have been following since 2016 you know did not come back for any kind of correction or or Hmm. for that amendment (laughs) so if it comes out as we speak today I stand to be corrected it will not refer to digital insurance no it won't so so, so, so the issue is, if we need to have guidelines like we have had for other things in the industry, let's have the guidelines. There's no need trying to, you know, play around the issue of amendments as if the amend- amendments will just speak and then people will go. But the beautiful thing is that insurance is a different message. That's the point I'm trying to make. We need to let people know that insurance creates wealth. 
insurance protects wealth insurance generates wealth so we need to sell it that way so that we don't need to force people to do insurance if i am driving my car and i've got a third party cover on my car and you have a third party cover on your car we're all safe on the road if something happens your own protects me my own protects you it's a simple message so why don't we spend our resources to send that message to all nigerians and let them know you know there are over 12 million cars registered cars in nigeria and only yeah. only 2.5 million of those cars have, have genuine insurance cover so those are the things that we need to spend a lot of time on the law will not do it for us that's that's the point i'm trying to make we need to sell value Hi, I'm Dr. Neto, founder and CEO of Wella Health, where we're working on affordable access to healthcare using technology and alternative care pathways, microinsurance being central to our work. I'm delighted to be on a chat on InsurTech Business Series, where we talk about some of the stuff we're learning at Wella Health and how we can improve insurance adoption across Nigeria and Africa. Enjoy. Hey, this is Brian Falchuk from Boston, Massachusetts in the United States of America. I want to give a shout out to the InsurTech Business Series, Falumi and Damala, what you are doing to help move the industry forward in the African continent, but also more broadly for the industry at large is so incredibly important. As I think about the future of our industry, it's conversations like the ones you're having that will help us move forward. So congratulations on the success of the show. Please keep at it. Okay, so um, in, with what you said, I, I I wanted to even um, that was that's my next question because I've realized that the majority of us in the insurance space we are more um, into we are more concerned about the numbers. We are more number based. We want um, I mean, of course, the whole principle of insurance is to have a pool where we are able to you know cover for some of those um, insurance expenses and other things. So I was going to um, now. I'm coming to my question. I was I'm asking about your thoughts yeah. around how insurance should operate. I believe that insurance should come from a value-oriented point of view, as you've rightly mentioned, in terms of um, selling the value of insurance to customers. So, what are your further thoughts on that particular base, rather than having just numbers in terms of um, 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 pool and all of that? I mean, the truth of the matter is that we are, we are not even doing the numbers. I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> l- let me explain what I mean. The statistics that we should use to drive our businesses is in front of us, but we're not using them. A lot okay. of companies are not cross-selling. Are not cross-selling uh, because uh, everyone is just going out there and saying, "Bring the premium, bring the premium, bring the premium," and don't forget, uh, we are spending a lot as an industry to bring in this premium, which is usually not enough because of the bastardization of the rates that as we have done, you know, to even create reserves and enable us pay claims. So mm-hmm. if we were if we were working with the numbers, this is what we will have. We will know how many policyholders we have today in Nigeria because NICOM receives information from all insurance companies periodically. So why is it difficult to have an announcement of how many policyholders we have? Because if we if we know today, sometimes when I check from the NIA, I get different figures from 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 NICOM. 
and sometimes it's 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 I mean it's disturbing because if you so when when you look at the num the the numbers like you were saying, you find out that you cannot work into an insurance company today, and I and I also stand to be corrected and ask them how many policy orders do you have and you have a straight answer. That's where it starts from. That's true. That's where it starts from. So if we have those numbers, we will now be able to know how many female, how many male. How many people between the ages of 18 and 25? How many people between the ages of 50 and 60? Oh, those are numbers. How many people have uh, uh, only moto? How many people have only health? You know, mm. and those are numbers. So, but what you have and what we have had in decades is that we will know how many, how much we have done from oil and gas. We know how many, how much we have done from moto. We know how much I have done from fire. That's how the commission has the commission has been the regulator has been getting the reports, and that's how the report has been in the financials. So we have to do more than that with the numbers. And insurance all over the world has got the most data that you can expect to have from any individual. Because once you send an individual to go right. and do medical examination, yeah. he's coming back with a lot of information on himself. So, so, yes. so again, if we are talking about identity management, insurance should be in the front of it. Mm. So the kind of collaboration I was talking about earlier is such that you could see insurance collaborating with identity management commission and the people that we are going to meet for insurance business, we could be asking them, do you have identity number? It is when you have identity number that we can mm. now say, okay, we are doing insurance for you. That is what I expect to see. Mm. You, you talked a, a, a lot about, about the need for data. And it's one of the things that really are struggling with uh, in our industry. We really need to be doing more with data. Because, I mean, we having, we had a conversation with uh, Adi Kaimowitz, who runs Virtual yeah. Actuary. So they are an actuary uh, company, mm-hmm. but they operate yeah. virtually. Yeah. So, so and he, he, he told us about uh, how the... South African industry has grown. He's based yeah. in South Africa. Uh, because of the level that they have uh, maximized the data mm-hmm. that they have. And, you know, with data, they're able to create products that suits, you know, the customer mm-hmm. very well. And, and, and it goes a long way. I mean, if we begin to talk about, about data, that's <laughs> something that we can continue to for, for, for a long, yeah. A long time, but you know, I, I I wanted to 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 ask about this. So uh, recently, uh, the the president of Nigeria, you know, uh, mentioned, I mean, the insurance industry, you know, commended the insurance industry for their contribution towards the um, COVID nineteen pandemic. Yes. You know, and providing uh, life insurance cover for frontline mm-hmm. workers. You know. I think that is a is is a win, and it has given, uh, in a way, uh, the presidency has noticed us. So, my question yes. now is that how can we actually take advantage of this and create? I mean, show that we are more relevant. Because I mean, I, I follow you, and I see that you you mentioned um, some time ago about the fact that I mean, you have an economic stabilization committee, and then. Insurance is not even on that table. So how do you talk about stabilization when you don't have a risk management uh, professional or, or body on that table? You know, so how do you think that we can actually take advantage of 
this you know um thanks so much damala for this question i i, I think the insurance industry may not quite have you know defined a strategy in 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 going towards that fantastic moment of contributing to covid-19 and getting the presidential commendation and what will happen thereafter because if like you said we had that commendation from the president it is what you do with that commendation that matters not the commendation itself Mm. Now, mm. my expectation, and I and I sounded this out. You know, I I actually did send messages to different industry leaders that this is our moment. Mm. Come on, let us go. Mm. Now that the president has mentioned, we should be everywhere answering questions and communicating the right information. Let me tell you what has happened. Mm. The industry has. made it possible for 5000 health workers and professionals to assess you know insurance during this during this period all right deaths have yes. deaths have happened to health workers by the way since that since that time mm. yes. now what has insurance said say about the about that do you know that mm. do you know that the president of one of the medical uh, bodies came out and actually spoke very damningly about the insu- the insurance package put in place by the federal government so my mm. my my concern has been that this is not the first time we will be given an opportunity to showcase ourselves and we have slipped away but it goes back to the issue i mentioned earlier are we looking for opportunities or we are living in fear Because if we're, if, we're, mm. if we're looking for opportunities, mm-hmm. that was an opportunity. Do you know how many times mm. we have expected insurance to show up when the market gets burnt or when there is a, mm. an, uh, when there is a major issue of public concern somewhere and insurance does not show up? So it would right. seem that we're not looking at the opportunities. But here is what we should do. If we were looking at those opportunities, today we ought to have followed up made a position industry position i always say that i always tell mm. people that nicom is government so don't count nicom as part of industry nicom is government yes. you know? so let the institute cirin nia ncrib the brokers body uh elan the loss adjusters body come together make a letter proposing the fact that you are willing to do more that is mm. the kind of thing that could possibly have given the president an idea that you should be part of the economic stimulation committee and don't forget that letter mm. that letter would have had to pass through the finance minister who is in the center of everything that is going on now because yes the national insurance commission will get it and take it to the finance minister and the finance minister will have to take it to the president all right so mm. we have the opportunity but we seem to be timid we seem to be timid and it's affecting every other thing because when you see a battle in front of you and you find out that your leader is not ready to go for the battle there's nothing you can do <laughs> 
there's nothing you can do you know so that's where things are and i'm saying there have also been different commendations at different levels we need to follow them and not wait mm. until we are called the industry needs to be proactive mm. not reactive mm. Mm. strategy is key mm. research and development is key and those are things that you don't find in many organizations because they are not bringing the number the, the numbers that follow me refer to <laughs> you know <laughs> but that is where it starts mm. from that's where it starts from you know that's where it starts from we 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 should have the institutes begin to work on changing the subjects that they teach people about product development policies you know the kind of things that we put in policy documents should start from the institute we should begin to change it so that these people that are being taught will go back to their companies and change those things mm-hmm. a, everything in life is a process it can't it can't just happen it must follow a process so but if you ask me where is it going to start from see, companies sit down and try to develop products they think they think customers would like this they think customers would like this and then they take it to the national insurance commission for approval hey what did, what process did it go through it's got to go through a process and sometimes the approval takes a long time by the time the thing comes out it's been overtaken by different uh, changes in the in the, in the economic uh, dynamics that's what you get so i do think that there's a lot we can do um where it is when the actuaries have done their work uh well i, I think for a long time we we have just been uh, in the industry we have just been uh, just getting the stamp of the actuaries but now i'm happy that the commissioner who is also you know uh, well well versed in this area has committed himself to ensuring that you know the market develops better on that path because my understanding mm-hmm. is that when the actuaries have done their work you will even know from the work that they have done which products is doing well which one is not doing well which one should be uh, sold where and which one should be sell, sold elsewhere you know all those things come into play and because of the nature of nigeria which is very um uh diverse you, you cannot sell the same policy that you are selling in lagos to somebody in kano come on yes and when are we going to start selling uh, policies mm. in local languages in nigeria mm. so 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 th- th- these things are there for us to to do and i'm hoping that as we engage the technology side of the business we will begin to put all the, all of these kind of things in place and make it a lot easier for people i mean i go to my atm i want to take cash it's asking me which language yes um. that's interesting i pick up i pick up the phone to make a call and uh. it's asking me which language but um. in insurance i don't know i mean you 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 still find insurance <laughs> companies telling you on their website that 
the, 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 their business closes by 5 p.m. We have closed yes. for the day. And I'm saying, in this age and time, <laughs> especially given COVID-19, why do you need to tell me that we are closing? Mm. When indeed you are not closing, mm. at least if you if if you, if the office mm. physical office is not is not working, there's somebody to pick up the number that you have put there and attend to me. So the truth is that we are mm. not closing. So why do you keep allowing the, the the message to be there that you have closed for the for the day? So these are little things that we need to deal with. Communication is a big issue in insurance. It's not effective. Yes, I, I, I get you, uh, Ran. There are a lot of things that I mean. As part of the reasons why we are having oh, yes. conversations, to ignite those conversations, let people okay, this is the situation. Let's talk around it and find a solution. And we try as much as possible uh, to talk to people in the industry. You know, uh, and we are looking at also engaging Nikom as well. You know, so from the regulatory point of view, what should the industry? Uh, uh, expect you know this is a, these are the things that the industry is is grappling with how can you come how do you come in you know so definitely uh are looking at 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 all these conversations well um please when you speak with them tell them to yes promote the industry and stop trying to protect the industry mm. okay what's that do you think that this promotion won't come from uh claims management systems as well because the majority of what um, our customers complain about is the fact that uh, insurance companies don't pay claims. And of course, if we're not in the face of everybody, as you've mentioned, in terms of communications and all of that, it's not um, 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 possible for us to you know, take that to our customers to say, you know what, we are prompt and we, we pay claims. But people are oblivious of that fact. And, you know, generations past, people still, they've carried yeah. on that legacy or that perception um, that insurance companies yeah. don't pay claims. So what exactly do you think we can do for that particular claims management system? And, you know, in terms of promoting the insurance industry, do you think we should come from that bit? Or how exactly do you okay, want so, to Okay, so um, this is what I've, I've said about, about this situation. <laughs> The industry got saved about eight years ago when the National Insurance Commission insisted that the no premium, no cover must work. Mm. You know, the industry was under a, a heavy burden of premium outstanding. Mm. And that thing had been in the law for about eight years. It's not like it was new, it had always been there. Today, when we speak about claims, I'm saying that the, for the industry to survive, we must address the issue of claims. And it is also already there in the law. It's clear what should happen when a company that has got claims and cannot pay, you know, is there. However, because of the nature of our regulation, which, like I said earlier, is trying to protect the industry. We have seen that when customers have gone through pains with their insurance companies and they go to the National Insurance Commission yeah. for to complain and hope for resolutions. In fact, they come off they come off losing confidence in the industry because they see a situation where 
the regulator has heard all that we have said and has agreed with all that this situation is bad but cannot discipline mm. or sanction or penalize that insurance companies it's happened too many times now i have said to people that insurance companies pay claim but it's unfortunate the way people even buy insurance people buy insurance not because they have done any investigation they just meet people who approach them and say um, i have this product please please help me buy i i just want to meet my target and all of that and they buy a 10 year product mm-hmm. is that is that the way you buy it so you now mm-hmm. buy it and you forget it with the company without finding out anything about the company because you are the guy is your only contact to the company and then some day something happens and the guy tells you he's no longer in the company it's okay how will i be paying my money it tells you how you continue to pay the money 10 years you approach the company to get your what we call surrender value and the company says sign here your check will be sent to you or your payment will be made and that statement of your payment will be made now takes eight months nine months completely unacceptable (laughs) so what what the law has said is that the policy holder who's got a claim outstanding can approach the national insurance commission and indicate that he or she should be paid from the company's deposit with the central bank statutory deposit with the central bank the law says that i have done some work with some claimants trying to help them get their claims sometimes also some of them are not ready to go all out to get it you can't blame them because their, their issue is that when i paid my premium i was not exposed why do i now have to be exposed when i want to collect my claim true mm. mm. so it's 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 a lot of pain and i have seen very senior executives in different organizations who had life policies being made to look like small boys because of claims it's really unfortunate so i have proposed elsewhere that look the law also provides that from the security and development fund of the national insurance commission Mm. people who are owed claims life claims can be paid it's there in the law but i have also seen in other markets where they have set up what we call policyholders protection fund Mm. where the regulator setting up that fund with a view that should the insurance company not be able to pay the claim they will pay from that fund and subsequently take the money from the insurance company Mm. Mm. now that is when you are putting the policy holder in front of mm. you mm. as promoting instead of protecting you know. precisely mm-hmm. so, so that happens that happens and it is indeed in that sense that you can begin to see improvements in the experiences of customers and growth in the business itself because like mm. you said the negative story that has moved from one generation to another can now be changed and you begin to hear positive stories about insurance. And don't forget, when these people are struggling to get their claim, the moment they get their claim, they will swear never to come back to insurance. Yeah. Yes. 
the claims issues are in front of us. I'm saying the way we use no premium, no cover to save the industry, we have to use no claim, no approval of your accounts mm. to save okay. the policy holders. Mm. Because, because yeah. I mean, it doesn't make sense. Yes, I know that claims is a part of insurance business. There's no way you can divulge claims from insurance business, but not when a company is owing claims for over a year, over nine months, over six months. Such a company should be made to go and pay that claim before they get approval of their accounts to be able to do business mm. for a year. So on the final note, uh, I know that you recently had a, a session for insurance uh, marketers and yes. i mean i was i was happy to be a part of of that and i really enjoyed the session i was happy and to see you there so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, just briefly what uh, was the motivation behind having that session and how do you think that marketers can actually remain relevant post covid-19 post the lockdown okay thanks uh the motivation was uh having reviewed continuously the challenges of the industry um i saw a gap the gap being that uh, insurance marketers do not have a point of meeting where they discuss the challenges of the industry the economy as people mm. who meet the customers and who take the customer stories back to the companies Mm. And the other thing that 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 uh, made me to have that engagement was the fact that you see a lot more collaboration amongst bankers who are marketing customers, even than mm. insurance uh, marketers. Mm. But no, note that. A bank can take all the money of a customer and, and swallow it and put it in the bank. Does not need to yes. share it with anybody. But insurance, yes. you can't swallow the business on your own. You have to share it, share the risk. So it's, yes. it's ironical that the people that can swallow it all together collaborate more than the people that can share it. So I then said <laughs> it was important to bring this to everybody's attention and then understand that the responsibility for increasing the number of people that have done insurance is that of the marketing people mm. because they meet they meet the customers they meet the they meet the yeah. prospects you know but more than that there is the challenge in the industry where they are insurance marketers, they are brokers, and they are agents. Now, all of these people, including the CEOs of insurance companies, are marketers. And in fact, in some insurance companies, they will tell you that we are all marketers. You have to sell insurance. Uh. right? But the issue is there is no convergence. There is no agreement on what we should market, how we should market it. So if you if you had a customer meet two insurance marketers, that customer will be left confused because <laughs> you you walk in and say to the guy, "Okay, you've got your car, you want to insure." The first thing that comes out of the mouth of one marketer is that 
I'll give you three percent. And the other guy says, I can give you a, a discount. How much discount? He say eighty percent discount. So yes. the way the way we present ourselves at the end of the day leaves the customer confused. But the customer is not only confused when he when he needs to do it, he will then take advantage of us. Mm. And you will quickly grab the guy who said two percent. And at that point, nobody is talking about claims. He delivers the document, he pays his premium. Document has been delivered. Mm. It's only when a claim occurs that the guy will now know that he made the wrong choice. Mm-hmm. But why are we having reduction in rates in motor business anyway? What's the value? There's no value beyond the matter that pay the price that you have to pay and then we take the money back to our companies. So we've got to engage marketers more. And I'm also thinking that when we speak about data, we have got to have data-based marketing. Why would you go out without knowing who you are going to see, how you are going to see the person and begin to discuss the kind of product that will match the person's needs? Till today, of course, everybody is available one way or the other online. It's either the guy's company or the guy himself. So why would you leave your office and say, I'm going to see somebody and you go and see the person Maybe the person is not married and you say you want to sell a policy for the person and his family. It's still happening to you today. So those are the mm-hmm. those are the issues we have. Training is so key. But a lot of the time you find out that insurance companies do training for the internal staff and not the market-facing staff, which are the marketers. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to talk about agents who have been mm-hmm. abused and used and kept in one corner. They are the ones who meet marketers. They are the ones that that who, who, sorry who meet customers, and they are the ones that customers describe as as not looking good and all of that. But they bring back the money. Uh, uh, they struggle all through that to bring back the money. But the guy who is a marketing person engaged by the company, I mean, I've gone through that experience. I I, I got a car. The company is giving me a car and to go out. I see agents on the road. I, I, I go past them. Sometimes they just bring results before I even get back to the office. <laughs> so we've got to we've got to have a huge national discussion on the role of marketers in insurance. That's why I did that event mm. and that's what the intention is going forward. Mm. Because COVID-19 <laughs> is now giving us a new way of marketing. If you have a marketer who is not online, it might be difficult for the guy Mm. to make any progress. And like I said earlier, you don't come online today Mm. and behave like a novice. There's no time for training online. The guy is going to ask you questions and I'll come back to you. It's not an answer. Because as he's talking to you, he's talking to somebody else at the same time. That's what technology has done for us. Mm. So and as he's even talking to you, he's also comparing what you're telling him to what happens in other climbs. So if your yeah. response is, "I'll come back to you," sorry, guy will not be available by the time you come back. Yeah. Thank you, thank you very much, sir. Um, thank you indeed. I- 
I I've, I've really enjoyed uh, the session. And you can go on and on, and I trust me, you know, <laughs> would still <laughs> would still love to to continue it. And I don't know about you, follow me. <laughs> really excited. Like we had you on our podcast. Thank you very much. It's been insightful. Really, really insightful. There are some of the things that we probably didn't even have, you know, knowledge of. And now I don't think I, I'm, I would say that I don't think I would remain the <laughs> so Thank same. you so very much. much for the insights. Thank and you. I, I appreciate your time, yeah. man. And we're sure we'll continue the conversation and so that we can see the industry that we dream oh, of. Yes. Mm, so yes. I appreciate so, you. Like Thanks you so said, much. said, there are opportunities. Thanks so That was Mr. Ikeri K. We are done. Um, I'm sure you enjoyed this particular conversation. It was interesting. It was engaging. It was educative. There's a lot we need to change in the industry. And that is evident from most of the people we've had conversations with on this episode. What do you think, Damola? Because I think that we need to move this industry forward it has to be in the face of people and you know a lot of people need to understand or we need to change a lot of perception about yes, the insurance uh, me, industry what do you think uh it, it it does it just tells me that there are opportunities there are opportunities in every area in all uh in all areas of the insurance value chain so it's just going to be a thing of willpower you know so uh now like he, he mentioned uh, a lot of times i mean the insurance industry has shown potential over the years you know but then what is most important at this moment is not about mm-hmm. uh, you know riding on that potential but actually doing the work is about action now just mm-hmm. just do it just like nike says just do it you know that is that is what it takes at the moment yeah you know is we, we don't need the, the accolades we don't need the we have potential we can do it let's actually do it and learn on, along the way because i mean like uh some of the things that have that the industry has experienced in in the past in terms of some uh products being taken away from it you know that can become uh, another a, a situation as well in the future if we don't actually start taking action you know so but the opportunities there and all stakeholders need to mm-hmm. actually sit back and and think about it and look at that the fact that hey we are not we don't have a penetration of up to uh, 1% and our contribution to gdp is equally not up to 1% so that means that we are not competing over that more but we are actually looking at opportunities the, the 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 pool is big for everyone to to play in so if we have that mindset we'll be able to think of innovative ways of doing more especially leveraging on on technology so yeah it was it was really really was really great uh, conversation i even like the fact that you mentioned the regulatory in terms of you know promoting the industry rather than yes protecting the industry mm. as we've been used to over here. i think it's time for them as well to step up and see how well they can move this particular industry forward you know we should be in the faces of our customers and we shouldn't just bank on the 0.5 mm. penetration we've had over the years that's if it hasn't dropped at this time all right, guys. So, unfortunately, we won't be having our new segment because of our time. 
um, but we hope to bring you more updates in the industry and um, all of the things happening in the industry as well in subsequent episodes. Um, so we apologize for that. But thank you again for staying tuned. You have um, helped to grow our podcast and um, you've grown our listeners base it's um we are grateful yes thank, thank you, you very, very much. much to everyone that has listened i know that you'd have taken a thing or two away and it's just about taking action individually and also as uh, as stakeholders you know in the industry so uh, you can join the conversation as well uh, by you know connecting with us online on twitter you can uh, follow us at insure365n or on linkedin you can follow our page at insure tech business series you know, so we can continue the conversations there and speak about how we can actually grow uh, this conversation and if you are listening as well you can uh, leave a voice message on the podcast page and as well share thank you very much and catch you next time